welcome, welcome, welcome to the Scurry in the Scrub podcast. I'm Matt DeMarinas. He's Jordan Scurry. We're here to break down Creighton's 74-63 Big East tournament quarterfinal win over the Marquette Golden Eagles. Yes, sir. That's right. Jays move on into the semis. Um, Roll Jays. Roll Jays, man. I think it's the fourth time since they've been in the league they're in the semis now, right? Is it four overall? Yep, four. I think 13, 14, 16, 17, uh, 17. No. When did they make We this? were, we were, my, so it would be my freshman year, and that's it. Yeah, so it's the third time then, right? Isn't it? No, they went to the semis last year, fourth time. Yeah. Yeah, last year, last year. Two, so it was a 13, 14, 16, 17, your freshman year. And then the last two years now. Yes, sir. So, yeah. Um, I think every time they've been to the semis, they've made it to the finals, too. I don't think they've lost in the semis at all. Oh, that's a good one to look up because every time I'm gone. Yeah, the first year. Yeah, the only time. You're freshman in the year. They beat Xavier. Last year, they beat UConn. This is the fourth time. Okay. So, there's. We are on a four. Okay. All right. Um, Yeah. Anyway, on today's game. Yeah, let's get into it. You know what today, like, did for me a little bit in terms of mapping out the rest of this season, as short as it is, basically? I, I, I kind of got a sense of how Creighton can win an NCAA tournament game today. I just think – Same. You know what I mean? Because they're, they're not – Definitely. They're not the run-and-gun, let-it-fly Jays anymore at this point with mm-hmm. the numbers game they're playing. You know what I mean? Like, they're trying to bring the ball up, be a little bit more deliberate. Um, they still want to play with pace, but they're not in such a, so much of a hurry to look for the first shot and let it go. Yeah. Um, you know, Trey Alexander is perfectly fine walking the ball up and surveying and processing things, you know, in as much time as he needs to process them. Uh, so that's, it's, it's, it's not – so I was curious, like, can Creighton win, like, a knockdown, drag-out, uh, high-stakes, like, type of game where – where you're going to throw some really good punches at the other team, and the other team's going to respond, and you have to keep throwing. You know what I mean? It's not going to be one knockout blow, and it's, it's a wrap. So today they did that, and I think, you know, a Marquette team that I think is going to be a tough out in the tournament as well, It, you know, just, just that little thing right there. I'm like, you know what? The way Creighton responded time and time again today – you know, Marquette cut it down to like five or six a couple of times. They cut it to two late, and Creighton just kept responding. They're like, "Okay, that's cool. You did. You got on yours. We're gonna get on ours." Like, it's 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 how the game goes. You know what I mean? We're not gonna panic. We're not going to uh, to let this momentum slip away entirely. Like, we'll we'll respond. And I think they showed some metal today that I think is going to serve them well next week. Yeah, I'm glad you brought this up first because this was the question that Jahens had asked me when I went on his podcast. And he was he was like, do you trust like that this team is just that good that they can win in close games? Because, you know, that that hasn't been the Creighton way for a while. Like, obviously, we want to get up and down the floor, score as many points, you know, in transition and win like that. But he had asked me that. And at the time, I was like, I don't know. But after today, I'm fully convinced. Like, this team definitely, and like to your point of like, looking like an NCAA tournament team, I was fully convinced after today, the way they played and the way they responded, just like no matter what, they responded to everything with a stop or a score or a stop or like it was, 
it was consistent and to see guys like really taking advantage, like, and to see guys who normally wouldn't even be in those positions, like Roddy defensively took some, like made some great plays, even just like diving on the floor where it like, it really, they, they looked energized. They looked like a team that like is on that level now. So yeah, man, it was, it, they, I definitely have full confidence now that they can win in close games like that, where I don't think I would have even said that before, but now they've done it twice with Trey Alexander at the point guard. So yeah, giving me a lot of confidence off that one for sure. Yeah, like you know, Roddy made those like there was a sequence there where in the first half where he had a couple miscues, but you know, and I think Marquette got it tied up. I think they they it was like eighteen twelve, and Marquette got it tied up tw- even at twenty one with a little bit of a run, and uh, like right around when Kaluma got his second foul. I mean, first of all, I know that's like I don't like when defenders like jump in front of dudes who are like on the move. But he was set. Like, what? What is? Yo, you're gonna all right. Him, like, you can't call that I, block. Like, by the letter of the law, can you? Like, that's a wax I, second foul. Um, I think you're. I agree. That's a wax second foul. It's got to be something to to the game last night. There has to be something going on in the garden where the vibes are just so hype. What's going on? To see, because Kaluma did that, and that was just because he was balling, right? Like, I feel like that was he was balling, and he was just like running around, like had crazy energy. I'm like, you did, did not need to do that. Like silly, like just didn't need to. And, but he was hype and he th- like in his head, like in that bang bang moment, definitely probably thought it was the play to make. Mm. And I, in his position, I probably would have too. But my whole point is just that like with that and then seeing what happened to Suggs yesterday, there has to be some crazy juju in the garden right now. That's getting these dudes to get hype and commit little dumb fouls. Like, yeah. but, uh, Sorry, my main point was that Roddy made some good plays there. Like after they got it square, you know, no, it's all I, I got distracted too. Uh, Roddy made some good plays there. Like you know, he 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 uh, he had the switch on the big man, and he intercepted that lob in the lane. I mean, that's a bucket if he lets him catch that. Like Roddy's not stopping that dude. And uh, um, and then he hits the corner three. He gets to the drive to the basket. That Kalkmaner followed up with a lay in and one. Like, just a couple, like, little, you know, just timely stuff. You know what I mean? He wasn't perfect today. Yeah. Timely no. stuff to, like, at, at Marquette made the run. He made some mistakes. And then he just made a couple timely plays that helped Creighton get the lead back and going to halftime up, up three. And they feed the big man down low to start the second half. Two out of the first three possessions, stretch the lead out. And then all of a sudden, here comes Hawk. Here comes Trey. Here comes Art with the poster dunk. And then that thing's 12 all of a sudden, and Shaka's calling a timeout. And it's like, these guys are like, they've got some, like, spunk to them, you know? Like, they're not just here for a good time. They're here to win and compete and play hard. And I think that – I just don't know. I don't know if I thought without Nemhard what they'd be able to pull off. And I think beating UConn and Marquette, I just think they're, they're going to see teams like that in the tournament. And the fact that they were able to find a way to win games like that, and even the Seton Hall, like, one, like, that was down to the wire. You know what I mean? That game could have gone either way. I mean, you're talking about – I thought Creighton got really good shots against Seton Hall. They just didn't hit them. You know what I mean? Uh, so we're talking about, like, I don't think they got outplayed by Seton Hall. I just think they just, you know, missed some good looks and they were on the wrong end of the make-miss game, you know? So, I mean, really, they're not very far away from having three straight dubs right now without Nemhard. And your only loss is at Providence on like their biggest night of their like program's history. Like, I, I swear, I know this is stupid, but 
I swear, I bet you you could find some NBA squads that would have gone into the dunk that night and had a tough time. Like, I, I know that's silly to say, and it's probably not realistic. I, I was there. No, it, it, it's was not like silly to say. A, I was there. I know. I was there. I know. Yeah, I'm you aware. know what I mean? Like, yeah, how many teams, how many squads you have you think you could have won at the dunk that night? It was, it was a different environment. It's how it was for the Creighton fans. It's how it was for us yeah. when we played Seton Hall in my right. senior year. Right. So yeah, no one, no one was touching you think about that. No one was, like, coming in there to win. Very, very good comparison, I think. But, hey, the one thing – I'm glad you brought it up because I wanted to ask you this. I thought about this today, and you brought up the point of, like, Creighton very much looking like an NCAA tournament team today. Uh, and I thought it especially in the second clarify. half. Let me just clarify for you real quick. I always thought they looked like one. Today, I thought they looked like one that could win in the game. Oh, right, right. I think we're on the same page with that. Yeah, for sure. Like, now they, they look like a lethal NCAA tournament. Like, they're obviously a tournament team, but today they look like a Dane, like a team you don't want like to play. T- like a tough out in the tournament. Like yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? And so the thing I – what I think makes them very dangerous too is the fact that they can go to Ryan in the post. Like, I think you know, like, from just having a post presence – late in the season like this, like for guys like to get going in the second half, like to be able, cause you know, like just to have him to be able to like, just dump it down to the post, get action off that, uh, just be able to have something consistently you can rely on. And they, uh, they went to him right out the gate in the second half. Well, and well, so you're talking about like, because the, the game slows down. In those exactly. Games. Yeah, of course. The more in the, at this time of year, the game slows down for sure. Like yeah. these games are way closer and obviously like the pace is like dictated, just by the especially the point you're at in the season but then also just the players you have and so I think that's what we're seeing now I wanted to ask you though because you probably know this when did they start go like because obviously UConn went to him heavy in the second half and then you saw it even at where when senior hall came senior night when did they start going to Ryan so heavily in the second half like that do you remember what game date back to because I don't but today I was like that's what makes them that's what does make I mean, them he, different because they can yeah, consistently I mean, rely on that. Half. He had a big second half in the first matchup against Marquette, or the second matchup against Marquette, too. Honestly, mm-hmm. like, I was talking to Murph a little bit about this this week at practice, and, like, that's kind of, like, the next phase of this group is being more deliberate about running stuff to get Kalkman or post touches because that's not something they've really worked on a whole lot this year because they didn't know he was going to be – he didn't, they didn't know he was going to make this type of jump. You know what I mean? They thought maybe he would just be a rebounder shot blocker and a guy that needs to set ball screens so the guards can, can you know, get downhill or, you know, get to the pull-up three or make reads and things like that. Um, so, yeah, the, what the, I think the next phase of Creighton's offense is integrating more deliberate low-post um, situations for Ryan Kalkbrenner. I think you're starting to see them do a little bit. I mean, early on in the season, it was mainly Hawkins, right? Like, he was the guy right. that was the basket player. Um, I think they started to get Kaluma going a little bit in that regard, too. But then once, like, Kalkmaner started to, like, get his mojo going, you know, you're starting to see it more and more where they'll just, like, throw the ball into him and let him, you know, let him try to back somebody down or uh, let him work out of a double. Like, he's, obviously, he's, like, when you talk Most about – Most of like, the time, he's just shooting guy, over the top. foul, and he doesn't turn the ball over a whole lot, like – it's not a it's it's a high percentage play just to throw the ball into the big man and let him do something. You know what I mean? He'll he'll make the right play most of the time. And this is the thing too, because I saw Max saying it to some of the guys too, like when there was a couple of shot clocks or turnovers, and he said like explicitly to Trey, like, we have to get a shot. Like we have to get because at the end of the day, 
if you turn it like think about that's at worst you can throw the ball into the post and let Ryan lost something up there. Yeah. You know how high of a percentage that shot is like because like I, what I was just saying to your point is most of the time when he's getting it in there now too, he's not even like unless it's someone like a that's his size. But for the most part today, like Marquette doesn't really even have anyone who matches his size. He's just turning over them. He's literally just turning and shooting over them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very consistent oh. shot. And so, yeah, they're going to rely on it heavy. It's good to and, see him. Like just to just to support your point there with a little bit of a little bit of data. I just looked it up because I was like. I kind of felt like, man, Creighton had an easy second half, I thought. You know what I mean? I know they turned the ball over a lot, so maybe that's not – maybe easy is the wrong word. But it felt like Creighton had an easy time of things in the second half when they weren't making mistakes of their own, you know. Because they dictated game. the game. That's so here's, crazy. So let me just break this down for you, just to support your point right there of what you're talking about. Like, just get a shot at, like, where, where Mac told Trey. Just make sure we get a shot up, you know what I mean? Uh, Creighton, Creighton turned the ball over 29% of the time in the second half. Uh, I think they committed like 10 second half turnovers on uh, 34 possessions, 35 possessions or so. Um, and <laughs> and uh, they, they averaged 1.32 points per possession. They, they scored 45 points in the second half despite 10 or 12 turnovers. So, like, the breakdown, what they had more offensive rebounds, Jordan. They had five offensive boards. Marquette had four defensive rebounds in the entire Jeez. second half. I mean, can you – like, that's like – Marquette got four stops when Creighton got – when Creighton's possession ended with a shot. Can you imagine that? What that yeah. must feel like defensively and offensively? Like, for you guys, you're like, guys, let's just not turn the freaking ball over. And we're but seriously, play. but this is, again, you want to hear – like, this is my – like, to back, back to my – confidence i have confidence in this team because hey like Kalkbrenner, uh kaluma and hawkins that's a house just those three that's a house to deal with and ryan ryan rebounds his ass off did you see him like today like he boxes his ass like he gets people out and so you have over that you have obviously Kalkbrenner over the top kaluma's like the most aggressive rebounder I think we've had in a while. And so Alex, Alex, yeah. too, Alex had nine. Alex will sneak one in there. Alex, yeah, Alex nine today. Sneak one in there. Yeah. He almost, oh my God, my heart almost broke when he landed from that dunk. I know. I was dude, so like, scared. Can we just like, no more. When he started, cup, yeah, I don't need no that. More. That was no more. We like, I need, I wanted to like text him and just be like, hey, bro, like just flush. Don't hang on the rim no more. No more. Yeah, of that. Just, just just throw it. You got so much bounce. Just it throw down. it in. Just go, at- go up and just throw it. Just don't even touch the rim. <laughs> yeah, it's like, God, dude, like he's on he's on a bad ankle and then he just hypersended the knee. Art's on a bad knee. Uh, Kalkbender was limping out there on the ankle. It's like, God dang, just like chill. <laughs> you want to laugh? So when, after, all- Ar- after Arthur threw down his poster dunk, after he threw down a lot of his dunks and made some good plays today, I thought he was going to celebrate, like, and do some celly. But he, w- I thought he was dancing at one point. He was just pulling up his knee brace, bro. Yeah. I was like, wow. I was like, yo, he is, he is balling in the big, bulky knee brace. That's when you know. Have you ever had to wear one of those before? Not one know? of those. I've never had structural I think, damage. I don't think knees. you guys like them, do you? Like oh, they're K. very uncomfortable. His, and Arthur says Martin he hated like his. his. His yeah. is like, and yeah, his is very uncomfortable. Like it looks uncomfortable. I mean, but mm-hmm. I, I've never had to play with one, luckily. Yeah. 
Martin said that Martin didn't even wear his, did he? He took his off. Like he didn't. No, he took his off. He said he he said it made him like feel too robotic in it. Like it made him feel too bulky. And he was like, I need to run up and down the court. Like I can't have this on. And so it. I mean, obviously, I think he had some taping that the doctors ended up doing, like Mm -hmm. for it, like a tape brace type situation. Oh, okay, like a sleeve or something. Yeah. Yeah. No, Art hates his too, and he's always he's always messing with it. You can tell it like he's thinking about it. Yeah, I don't, but uh, yeah, man, that second half was that was really sharp. I mean, that, honestly, I don't know. Like the turnover thing is, I just think it's something like this squad's gonna have to just overcome because they don't have their point guard. They don't even have their freaking two point guards, honestly, three, four, R two. So like, th- yeah. there's gonna be stretches where they just don't, where they just don't make the right read or they throw the pass a little offline or. I mean, even in the first half, like, they could have split that thing open quick. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Hawk is stepping out of bounds when he hits the three. Gets that nice and, and corner then, three. And then, and, then I think, and then I think Art hits him with a backdoor layup that just goes a little bit. So he leads him a little bit too much. He goes out of bounds. That's a nine-point lead right there. That's two buckets, you know what I mean? But I think you just got to live with that because – Yeah, you do because in that moment, those guys are play. seeing it. Exactly, yeah. and they're seeing it. Like, they're seeing – they're like, oh, if we just don't mess this up, you know, like we're good. Like we we're getting what we want. And so that, yeah, I think that led to the second half, but the one thing I, I, I mean, the other point that I wanted to like lead with, cause I thought it was important, like in watching that, like just the first half was they looked like, I think I said it before, but they looked energized, man. Like, and they looked like a team. And I think this is important to note about the big East tournament. Right. And like being someone who had gone there for four years, this team has, I think they have a lot of guys who realize, like, obviously AOC's not like, or Hawkins won't be back, AOC, whoever, the, all the seniors, guys that won't be back. Uh, for, they're, like, really taking advantage of this moment. And I think they're realizing the young guys get it that, like, they're not going to get this opportunity to play at Madison Square Garden again. Like, so let's go out and do it for that because – I think what happens, what happened, I think, with some of my squads in a lot of years is at that end of the year, like when you're in a rebuilding year or you're in a year where you know you're not supposed to even be at your best yet, you're like in that first round matchup, you're like, ah, even if we don't win, we'll be back here next year. Like we got a group, our our core group will be back here next year. This team, speaking to the maturity of it, I think they realize their core group in the sense of like their leaders right now is Alex and like the seniors won't be back. And it looks like they're energized to be there and like be playing. And I think the young guys, maybe it being their first year there are energized because of that. And the seniors being like, like the other side, that's like, we're never going to be back. So let's take advantage. They're really just like, I I think they're relishing in this moment. Like, and at least that's what it looks like to me. And what they're putting on the court is really confirming that because that's what it looks like. They look like a re-energized team. And I know it just like a lot of stuff even just came out, but Again, shout out to Jeremy because the guys look healthy, re-energized, and, like, happy to be out there playing together. So, yeah, I, I had to, like, I was thinking that during the game. Did you think they had, like, some energized look to them? Because I think they did. Like, they they clearly were like, oh, my God, we're in Madison Square Garden. Let's ball. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what I was looking for early because I thought – I just didn't think – I don't know if they were – I'm always kind of curious to see what happens to a team that – wants to, you know, hit, play with some pace in the, in like, you know, half court and uh, shoot threes and things like that. Like, 
I don't, I, I wonder sometimes if you're going to get a little bit sped up by the moment and like, and then just not get comfortable. But I don't know. Creighton got comfortable with just like simple stuff. You know what I mean? Like, you know, we're going to attack the basket. Score. I thought they scored at the rim to start the game with like at will. I mean, they were getting in the lane, beating Marquette defenders off the dribble really easily, easier than I thought they were going to, honestly. And I, I honestly, I thought they held, they, I know they turned the ball over at a high rate, but I thought they handled pressure better than I thought they were going to in that moment. Like, cause I, you know, it's just a different feel. You, you've got like half your roster has never played in this. The whole roster other than Alex and Kaufman had never played in that arena before that can consume you in a weird way. You know what I mean? It can do it can play some mind games on you because you know, you're just in front of these sold out crowds that aren't rooting for you or aren't rooting against you. And you're not quite sure what the hell's going on. And then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, we're in the big East tournament here. Like this is, this is crazy, you know? And you can let that kind of get the best of you. I just did. I, I was cra- It was crazy because at no point that I think that Creighton was like overwhelmed by that stage. And I think that's like something, especially when you look at Trey Alexander's performance, Arthur Kaluma's performance, Ryan Kaufman's performance. And I think back to like 2017-2018 when Tyshawn Mitch and uh, Jacob Everson all made their debuts in that Providence game, right? And I think you guys lost that one in overtime. Uh, I don't remember. I, I remember Mitch, Ty, and Jacob all having like moments in that game where they, they did some things, but I don't remember them playing as well as these guys did today. You know what I mean? Like Trey, and- Trey had eight dimes today. Like – yeah, the, art, like, art had art had always double figures. Uh, Kalkbender was like flirting with a double double. Like those dudes were like, those dudes they're were not freshmen. Today. They're not freshmen. They do not play like freshmen. They don't. Player, like Trey, they, I, well, Trey, Trey the, when when Marquette had like cut the thing to two, and then Trey strips Marcelo at the rim, and then hits a lead pass to Ao for the for the lob. Like that's a. Did you see that dime? dime? Did you yeah. see that dime? Because Mac, Mac grabbed him after. I don't know what he said, but he was smiling. Because that was a dime. Like, he – and that's just, like, so – Second time he's done so it. So heady. And he's really good at it, too. Because, like, the UConn game, remember we talked about the big, like, kick ahead he had to Kalkbrenner. Mm-hmm. That was, like, when you can get those points, he's taking advantage of that. He does not play like a freshman. Like, he – tonight, like, even because especially, you know, in the Big East tournament, I feel like it's the highlight – and I don't know why I always like think that it's like teams will be pressing in the Big East tournament. Like I have this whole thing that defense just feels more, I guess, like you can feel the presence more in the Big East tournament. I think and he, I think you're it, right. Right? Okay. I mean, yeah. Good. good. That's what I'm saying. Physically. Yeah, definitely. And maybe because it's like an NBA arena, but like I feel like the games are definitely much more physical. And mm-hmm. for him to like just step in like that and be so calm, cool, and collected at the point change in his pace every time he brings it up sometimes he's on a fast break sometimes he's inbounding it and he's got to go one-on-one to half court with his man putting it between the legs behind the back still shaking like he's he's impressed me thus far as a starting point guard for sure and to see that just the freshmen don't play like freshmen I don't know how else to explain it but when I'm watching them I'm like oh no and they're they take advantage of the times at which like Marquette punches like they're going to come back and then it's like a freshman. It's like Trey Alexander, who's like, "No, nah, I'm gonna go get a bucket right now." Stops on a di- gets in the paint, stops on a dime, turns, hits hits a pull up jumper. I'm like, "Oh wow, yeah, not a freshman, not a freshman." Oh. Yeah, that's what I mean, man. They made some great. Like, I think everybody had a had like a fingerprint on it today. 
Oh, yeah. And I think that's crazy to see because usually the postseason – what happens with the postseason is it kind of, like, exposes guys who just aren't ready for that moment. You know, there's mm. just – it's not – you don't have the experience of making plays at this stage, at this level, like, in games that mean this much. And I don't know if they went in with any type of urgency. I didn't feel like either team was playing tight. That's the thing. Like, I, I think both teams that's are pretty true. confident they're in the tournament. So they just kind of played loose and free today. I don't know how much of a factor that had on it. Like, I don't know. Like, give me the vibe of, like, the 2016 – of your freshman and sophomore teams. Like, did you – were you guys loose going into the Big East tournament? Because you no. guys kind of felt like you were turning teams. Like, was there any tightness there? Because I felt like it wasn't tight today. We definitely had that, like – because we were, like, the hump we had to get over. I was there for a lot of the years of, like, getting over the hump, like, trying to establish ourselves in both the Big East and NCAA tournament. I felt mm. like that was definitely the pressure that we all and the whole team, like, put on ourselves every day. So you weren't loose at all then? No, I wouldn't say so. Like, I would say we went into there being, like, we ha- – and especially because we played teams like Xavier – well, like, because freshman year it was Xavier and then went on eventually. It was Xavier, Providence, and then the Nova, right? Or was it uh, Providence, Xavier, you, Nova? It's Providence, Xavier, Nova. Providence, Xavier, Nova, freshman yeah. year, excuse me. Yeah. And then it was pro- just Providence, sophomore year. Right. I'm pretty sure. Right. And, like, in those two years, so, yeah, definitely went in their tents, especially sophomore year. Okay. That year, especially against Providence, I remember being, like, we had got, like, had a scout team. So like, you were, this like, is, coming off this the is, Nova. No, the Nova win was fresh is, right there. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But also, but this was the thing. It, it was like, like this is why you got to trust me on these things because scout team leader, I knew. They were drilling Providence's playbook into us like for that whole like week up until that game. So much so that it was like we were more focused on the Providence playbook than like actually like going out there and hooping and being mm-hmm. at our best like who we were all year. Mm-hmm. I, can co- I can confidently say that. I think a lot of people on the team would agree with that. But, yeah, no, I think some loosened up. I don't know what it was, but hopefully it was just after, I guess, my senior year when we were that good and in New York. And uh, yeah, because you actually, guys looked loose. I mean, well, let's – let's let's let's. I would say we went in there. The circumstances year. of that St. John's game were very weird. But for dealing but with – I would say – but the preparation for game. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Like the preparation for that game and, like – Okay. The, the the good the the honestly the way you can know we were very loose for that game, Jet Camfield was about to go for forty. Like, right, come exactly. on, come on. <laughs> right. We were right. we were in a good we were in a good place. Everybody on that team was in like we, our spirits were good, our health was good. Like Sharif was ripping it, dudes at half court. Like, yeah, yeah. Sharif yeah, was ripping dudes. Yeah. yeah, it was. We we had a mojo, and it's definitely a different feel. But I feel like it's carried over to this team. I definitely do. Like they, they're going into New York now, and it's because of that. Like, like I'm even saying because like we, we were the teams. Like in my years there, we had to get over that well, hump. You know what, Max? Like, or the the whole thing with Jeremy is like, you know, if your bodies are right, your minds are right. Like, so how Absolutely. much of it? How much of it is like just the guys feel good, so they're just like relaxed and like. Do you know how hard it is? I'm so glad we're talking about this. I need right you now. to speak to this because like I might do you know looked, how hard it is? They looked loose in the quarters last year against Butler. They looked loose yeah. in St. John's year senior year. They looked loose like, 
We just, we actually, we got to have real talk on Scurry and the Scrub right now. We have to really let people know. Do you know how hard it is to be healthy at this point in the season? Oh, my God. Like, like it is so, I was me, like, scout team Scur. Yeah. My body aching at this point. Like, I would be on the bench with a heating pad on my knees just because I was like, this week of practice was like, rigorous still like it's i'm like we're still practicing for in like two hours and even just being on your feet even if it's a walkthrough whatever uh-huh. you're like yo the, the the season catches up to you right now so you like have to have that fight like you have to know you've been prepping your body and that's what i think the change was with jeremy like you knew that you like what you were preparing for like the end of the year and like he was going to get you there and to feel good now is like everything in the in the season like, cause this is when you want to hit your stride, all the best teams, historically, you can look at it, hit their bet. Like I'm talking final four NCAA tournament winners hit their best strides. Like now, or they get something going now that sparks their best stride. And so it's fun to see like guys who have come after me, like feel better than I did at this point in the season and like look energized. Like that's what makes me happy to be watching this game and i'm like yo these dudes look good they look healthy they look happy like that's what i care about you know and watching like, these games you look at like when was jeremy's first year was it after bro jeremy changed my life i was in the best your shape senior, your of senior my year life. was the first one right yeah your senior year was the first one it wasn't your junior year, right no it was my junior year he came in you guys like, made the nit that was yeah the first one? okay yeah because like look at look at uh but it was like the end, like he came in the end of that year. Like, so it was the, oh, yeah. like, right. Yeah. So the end of that NIT year, he came the summer and he went to Australia with us. Oh, got you. So it was basically. So we had a whole, yeah, we had that whole summer of Jeremy. And so, yeah, uh, I think back to like, I think back to like 16, your freshman year, your sophomore year, because you made the tournament those first two years, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Those teams that were going into those NCAA tournament games and those big East games, I felt like had like, they were at the wall and they were just like just emptying the tank, whatever's left in it for these final games or whatever. And neither, neither NCAA tournament performance was sharp at all. I mean, it was like the K-State game was close only because that's what K-State kind of does. But the Rhode Island game was not competitive. I mean, not you close. Like, it, you got and, manhandled in that game. And, but so, yo, I can keep it real on here. Like the thing is the K-State game though, like, at that point in the year, like that's when Kyrie was like tired, man. Like he yeah. was, as our as our best defender, he was like, and you know, he's not the type, and he luckily never had any significant injuries that kept him out. But he was banged up with like like all of us, like you know. So he and that, like at the end, by the end of that year, was like, sheesh, man. Like, yeah, it. I've been guarding the best players like in the it. country. For so like for this long. And so it's hard. It's hard to do. And especially when he doesn't have like Jeremy stretching him out every day, like we didn't have that yet. Mm -hmm. So that's a big thing I think needs to be highlighted just because now. Well, well, we're highlighting it to say this, like, look at the performances today. Like, yeah. AO has nine points, nine boards, right? Uh, Kalkbrenner has 14 and nine. Um. Trey Alexander has, like, you know, a quiet triple-double-ish stat line, eight dimes. Arthur Kaluma is, like, posterizing dudes. Ryan Hawkins is doing his thing, like, hitting, hitting like, step-in threes in, in that trailer four spot. And, um, 
you know, posting dudes up, off, getting guys off the dribble, like getting offensive boards, fighting defensively. But they got so many contributions. And it's like, I just don't remember that much balance. Like normally guys are like, you know, you'll have two dudes who just like are just, just shook. Like, oh my God, we're at Madison Square Garden. Like this Marquette team's pressuring the crap out of us. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not ready for this shit. And like someone has to carry you, you know? Like, Hawk has to go for, like, 30. Uh, Kalkbrenner has to be, like, 20 and 15, you know what I mean? And that's how you ride into the semis. They rode the semis today. I don't even think, like, anybody has, like, had a star performance today. I think they just had, like, a bunch of dudes that all put in some work. And they're in the semis, like, easy. Because the production was balanced across the board from all the dudes who got most of the minutes, you know? It was the that's, guys. A, that's a rare thing right there to have everybody, like, contributing, um, you know, with some – some standard with with some balanced production at that many spots. I think we should. I think we should title this episode um, "Taking Advantage of Adversity" because, like, that's that's what they did. Like, that's that, what they did. Like, you can't. Like, sometimes it just, I, adversity just wins. You know what I mean? Like, it, it uh, yeah. Sometimes it wins. But like, how are they taking advantage of uh, your part? Broken wrist, like, got down for the season. How are you taking advantage of that? I don't know, but Trey Alexander figured it out. He yeah. figured out how to take advantage of a really shitty thing. Like he was like, "All right, let's let's actually like show that I should I I can be a starting point guard that like mm-hmm. I can fill this role." And this team is like taking advantage of a time where it's like you know end of season, all the stuff I'm dragging on about, but they clearly don't care about anything besides like the next game. And it's it's fun to see. It really is. They're really like stepping up big time. So it's yeah, it's crazy. Like I said, that, that that's the one thing. I don't think this game mattered. That's tough to say. Like it's a big East tournament. It matters, but like I just don't think this game mattered for yeah for tournament stuff. Yeah, yeah. No. You know, I thought about that. No, not at all. And I thought like there's not much. Like I think you're just trying at this point. Even Kevin Willard said it last night. I kind of want to give him props for, like, admitting it on air, you know, on a national broadcast. Like, because mm-hmm. they sat Kadari Richmond last night when the when mm-hmm. his thumb flared up or whatever and almost caught an L against the Georgetown team, maybe because of maybe because of it. But he was like, yeah, you know, we got, we got the tournament next week, and I just didn't want to – I didn't want to push it. And it's like, I, I'm glad he admitted to that because Seton Hall does have, like, a future to look forward to. The Big East tournament – this is my thing with conference tournaments in general. Like they're more of a hindrance than they are like a, a help. You know what I mean? They're just a money. Well, like, like they, a they, alternative to get you like as an appetizer for the big dance. But there's a lot of teams that are playing right now at MSG. Who's left that has something to play for? St. John's is it, right? Because Xavier got bounced. Yeah. Got bounced. Who's left that isn't already in the dance? It's Nova, St. John's. Nova's in. UConn, Hall, both are in. in. Tomorrow is Creighton Providence. Both are in. Today was Marquette. Creighton, well, in. Marquette could have Marquette could have proved something if Marquette would have won it. What do you think Marquette was looking to prove today? I mean, like if uh, well, not to prove today, but I mean, okay. So I don't think any team. I don't. I don't think no. no oh yeah, Justin yeah. Lewis okay. Pulls an ankle in the second half. He's like they're not. Shocker's not like pushing that, is he? Oh he's no, not, no, no, he's not trying okay, to like, but, oh, we gotta win the Creighton game at all costs. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we okay, I I don't think any team had anything to prove. I I think, but all the teams have something to improve, though, in which is their like tournament ranking. Like, because okay. I think like even like 
even for Creighton, like tomorrow, like they had nothing to prove. They if they lost that game today, we would still be coming on here just talking about the NCAA tournament more. Like right. we would just be like kind of onto that now. Like that's yeah. it. But I think they can improve in the sense that it's like, yeah, no, we're whatever seed you think we are now. I'm not even going to speculate on any of that because I know everybody has their own opinion. So I'll leave y'all to do that. But you have that. Well, well, they could have been like in the first four, so you're right. And then if we beat Pro- – just even beating Providence, not even winning the, the chip. I'm saying, like, just beat Providence. Like, oh, so you're saying tomorrow's going to have some heat to it then? Yeah, no, I think that de- – but what do you think? Because I said, if especially if they get, like, two wins in the Big East tournament, they got to move up a rank or what, how, down, up a rank, down a rank, however you want to say it, like. Yeah, I am kind of curious where they got. It's got to improve. It's got to – if they win tomorrow, it's got to improve the seating, no? I would think so. Because here's the thing I went into today thinking that the first four in Dayton, like the play-in games were still a, was still a possibility for Creighton. Just because they have, like, their metrics aren't great and they have some losses that you can hold them down on. Um, you're, so you're so for, pessimistic. That's crazy. I'm just saying, like, if you're looking for teams that are that belong in the first four, I feel like Creighton's not totally out of that prior to the day. Today with the win, I think they're out of that now. I don't think – I would be shocked. Oh, yeah. Today. So, like, that's the one thing that was kind of in the back of my mind. Like, okay. If, if Creighton, if Creighton yeah, all right. Yeah, but that's gone now. Yeah, that's gone. Yeah, it's, no, it's completely gone. If, but yeah. I thought if Creighton, like, lost by 20 today or something like that, that they would be a candidate for the first one. Okay, okay. I'll back that. I'll back that. I agree with that. Yeah. So, that, so, in that sense, I guess I'm, like, arguing against myself there that Creighton did have something to play for. But I just don't know how much of a factor that was. Like, that's what I mean. The rest of this tournament is kind of gravy, right? Like, everybody's – Who's, it's all fun. It's all fun. Now. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it's all fun because yeah. it's like you're losing to a team that's also going to the NCAA tournament. So right. after the game, after right. the game, you like, I'll see y'all in Charlotte. I'll see y'all. Hope, hope yeah. y'all get a good draw. Hope y'all get a good draw. Like it's exactly. like, hope you guys get a warm place. You know. I mean, look at like Shaka called off the dogs like a little bit early tonight. I thought he wasn't like yeah. down down the stretch. You know, he was like, all right, they beat us. We're good. Let's just get out of here safely. And yeah. Play in March. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I mean. I, I, I My Big East coach of the year beat your Big East coach. Do we want? Do you want to talk about it? I'm pretty sure you <laughs> talked me off that last time, though. Like you already got me. Glad we're here. Glad Is we're it going to be weird? Is it weird if like Max should like get some national coach of the year love, even though he didn't win it in his own league? Like the hell yeah. I feel weird about like thinking that that's a thing. No, totally don't feel cool. weird about that. But Everyone I'm, around I'm cool here, with, I'm cool there's still buzz out in Boston. Yeah, so am I. But the, okay. there's still, but like the real, all I will say is the buzz even around here, and like even with on, like what I was saying, going to the Providence game, like talking to people after, like and just some friends I know who go to Providence, like the buzz is real about Mac. They're like, man, like he's a real deal, and it's like, yeah, no, we've been telling you guys this for a little while now. Like, yeah. I don't know. I I I now I'm realizing it in Omaha, like we treat Mac like Mac. But I think, like, outside of that bubble, he doesn't get some of the respect he deserves. So now well, I think it's starting to it's starting to come to fruition, which is good. I was just looking at it today, like, before they before the, like, you know, a few hours before the game. Like, Creighton's been picked since Doug left. Since Doug, yeah. Jens, Ethan, all them, Grant left. Creighton's been picked to finish seventh or lower five times in, like, That's what? the disrespect That's, we have to call out. Five times in That's, eight years. Yeah. That's right, yeah. Yeah, that's you. You guys were picked seventh year. You won the league. They were picked Wonderful. eighth this year. Uh, they were picked. They've been, been picked ninth a couple times. 
you were picked third in your freshman year. Like, they just don't get the love, you know what I mean, that they deserve, ever. They never – they never – you know what I want just one time? Just give me this one time so I can, like, process it. It's like, give me an overrated Creighton team. An over no such thing. You know what I'm They are never overrated. No when have you thing. ever seen an overrated Creighton squad where you're like – Is that just because they the coaches, they think it's, like, safer to vote Creighton or whoever votes know. that? Probably, what like, yeah. They're like, oh no, it's safe to put them here. They always exceed our like, who expectations. Cares like, get out of my face. Yeah. But they're not they're not sweating giving you like a chip what, like not one of the best, not one of the best fan bases in the big east. So like not not thousands of people are gonna be mad at you. No, right. No. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, I they're don't like, know. oh, this little why. this little school in Nebraska, this little school that fills up a 17, 18,000 yeah. arena every game day. Yeah, that that little little place in Nebraska. Oh. Yeah, but my entire life, I just have never seen like I've never like seen an overrated Creighton team. Like ne- there's never been one of those years where it's like they're getting like some top 25 love and they definitely don't deserve it. Like I just I kind of want to experience that because it's just a different type of energy. But every year Creighton's like always never I feel like it's that a- it's going to take time. It's going to be like 10 years. Like we're calling it like now, but it's only going to be in like 10 years where they're like, Oh, we'll, we'll say they're going to be first. And they finished. Like I feel like, I feel like third. next year, just given how many like seniors are graduating off these like star studded teams. I feel like next year, Creighton should be picked first in the league. And then because of all the like freshmen they've got that are really good. And then they'll like finish fourth because they'll miss Hawkins and AO and, and those guys. Like, I want next year to be Creighton's overrated season, like where they're just like the perennial favorite in the league. You know what I mean? Like I would like that. Well, I mean, you said a prohibitive favorite, and they basically have like no shooters, and they got to figure out how to score without Hawk and AO. Like I want that. I want to experience. So you want to hear my theory on that? I say rank us where. So we said four, right? Like so. Well, actually, I said two more games. No, but we said obviously they should be ranked within the top four. Oh yes, every right, year. like that's obvious. Regardless, regardless. I think so. The how many teams you think should be four? So how many teams you think from the Big East make the tournament this year? Six. Right. Six teams. Right. Villanova, um, Providence, UConn, Seton Hall, Creighton, Marquette. Yep. Six. Right. Yeah. Xavier, I don't so, have Xavier in it. Take, I don't know why I'm taking these out, but this is actually my theory. Take Seton Hall and Marquette out. I mean, actually, UConn for that matter. Yeah, those three out. Take those three out. Why? Because swept Marquette this year, swept UConn this year, and then Seton okay. Hall. That seat, and then so Seton Hall, and then Seton Hall. It was like lost at home, like whatever last loss. I'm just saying them because I think they're irrelevant in what I'm about to say. Okay. For those three teams, last teams, wherever whoever lasts longer between Creighton, Nova, and who's the last team? Who's in Providence? Providence. Whoever lasts longer, that should be your order. Who's coming back for Providence though? Like no one's coming back for Providence, are they? No, well, like, but if you're if, if 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 I'm saying it's it's to do with coaching, right? If that I'm like it's to do with oh, put the respect okay. on Mac. Tell me who fit. Tell me who loses first. Like that's there's your order right there. That's your. That's you can your go order, whoever mm-hmm. in order of them getting bound. But obviously, I expect I expect just because I mean I'm not 
uh, recruiting guru. Okay, so, but why is but it, I expect why nobody to get back. So why isn't it this tournament? What do you mean? Why? why I mean, why isn't it the we, Big East? We could be, we could be saying, we could be saying some very different things if great if they, they beat them they, tomorrow. They just this whole theory goes so. out the window. They bounce to Providence. It's just on site, like should be ranked top, top better than them easy. next year. Yeah. I don't okay. even want to hear it. I don't even want to hear it. They ducked us. Well, they ducked us. We They beat us. Mm-hmm. And then we beat them. That counts as two wins or one and a half win. I don't care what you want to call it. We should be ranked ahead of them next year. You know what's funny is I've already seen it on Twitter, like this is the makeup game or whatever. And I'm already laughing about that. I'm like, how the hell do you think the makeup game at MSG where Providence has like mad fans? And- has it's anything the same to do as like going to Omaha? Like that's not even a clue. Come on. Yeah, Providence is going to have like a 90-10 home court advantage tomorrow. Like Easy. It's, still, it's like a it's not a road game. Like they're not. I thought not about it. I was going to go because I got work off tomorrow, and I thought about it. I was going to go. I was just going to take a train in the morning and just mm-hmm. go for the game. But last time I went to the game, they lost, and you know I'm kind of superstitious, so I'm not going. Okay, I get it. I have, positive, like I have a positive. I have a positive. But tomorrow's not a makeup game, though. Like that's another. No, not a ma- at all. No, but it's it because how? I mean, obviously, how can you rec- recreate? Um, like that's saying you can recreate Omaha as an atmosphere at all. Like the sh- yeah, the right clink, the Shy Health Center, whatever you want to call the it. The only like, place I've seen like attempted is St. Louis. Like that's the only place that could. That see, do you know how, Matt? I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to bring it up. I'm just saying that that was what's gonna. That was what was going to happen your senior year. Like there, that was, was that's what I'm saying. Like, why are you going to bring up the, the one thing I always wanted to see? You, you did. You said the only thing close was St. Louis. Because of why the you past, do that? Like the NBC tournament. I, that has nothing to do. Why with would you? It has nothing to do with it. You brought that. Right you brought your own. You no, know, watching the tournament is emotional already. You don't have to do <laughs> is this. Is it really? Right? Do you watch yes. March Madness and just like? I just watched the Guarded, and I'm like, but y'all don't remember when it was empty. And then I and then I and then I I'll be I I'll be and then on Selection Sunday I sit here and I'm like, but you guys forget when there was no Selection Sunday. <laughs> You're like a grumpy old man already. Like I'm just sad. I'm it's sad only gonna get it. only I, gonna get worse. The story is gonna no. The story's gonna get better. I'm gonna. It's gonna be so. It's. I I was gonna have 30 points at halftime. Like when I tell it to my grandkids. Like oh yeah, the St. John's game. Yeah yeah yeah. I had 35 by half. That St. John's yeah. game. It was about yeah. 35 at half. Yeah at half. You gotta start slower than that. Work your way up to it. Like, yeah, I, I, I gotta rework. I gotta, I gotta go. Like, I gotta rework like it. Fifteen, and then work your way up that way. And then when like you're old and senile, you can drop like yeah. I was I dropped a forty piece on, on them in like ten minutes off the bench. Yeah, I gotta slow that one up. I'll, I'll great. I'll, I'll gradually get into that one. <laughs> um, let's see what we got for. I don't know if we got a lot of questions, but we'll see what we got here. Oh, we had some good uh, our guy at Mar- our guy at anonymous eagle Marquette fan wants to know. Well, I guess he's like, does why is Greg so mean? Kind of the question. Yes, it does. Why is Greg so mean to Marquette? Is it because of Sam? Right. Is it oh, of right? Sam Hauser, Marcus Howard, Andrew Rousey. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Uh, Sakar Annum scoring his career Sakar high Annum. in um Sakar Annum going. Going for 28, not 30, but 28. Might as well have been. At Crayon, might as well have been. Yeah. The craziest 30-point floater yeah, well, game. Who was the dude your freshman year? Caden Reinhardt. Caden Reinhardt, the USC. Oh, Caden Reinhardt torched Kobe. Oh, I mean, Toby. Oh, my Kobe. gosh. He broke Toby. He torched Toby. Oh, he, he sure did. 
Yeah, yeah, you know how Toby tells the story all the time about how, yeah, quarters on shots and all that. You know why he did yeah. do that? Because Kate and Reinhardt ripped yeah. his ankles to shreds that game. Ripped I watched him. That was my road roomie, but he he came back to the bench, and I I had to give him just one of these. I couldn't even dap him up. I just, <laughs> for, for those of you who can't see, I'm just shaking my head. I was just <laughs> sad. Like I never even heard of this dude. I'm on the scout team. How's he cooking? What's going on? Yeah, I was yeah, so, I, I was Kate yeah, Reinhardt and Scout right. too, yeah, trying Greg's, to torch him. Greg's so mean because Marquette was mean first. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Right? Isn't that the what your mom used to say when you had a bully? Like, yeah. if he hits you, you can hit it. him back. Right? Started exactly. It. Yeah, he started it. Marquette started it. Yeah. Yeah, Marquette started it. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, Joe Davis. So damn proud of these Blue Jays on the court and leadership from the bench. So much grit, composure, get it back mentality. Every single dude doing their part for and with each other, regardless of their age and experience. Yeah, we were talking about that. Like, mm-hmm. it's crazy. Like that. No one was. No one looked like shook today. I'm so. I was. I, that's that's the. I'm not gonna lie. That surprised me. I was expecting some someone, someone, maybe one or two or two or three to have to hear in the headlines today, and they did. I don't even know who did. Even Roddy, like Roddy, made some mistakes, but he didn't look like he wasn't playing like like himself. You know, it looked like he was just trying to make plays out there, which is what he always does. So some of them didn't go well, but that's what that's Roddy. Like you have to live with it. I I, I was impressed. That I I expected some panic today. Like oh my god, Madison Square Garden sold out crowd. You know, I expected some of that. I didn't see any of it. Did you see any of it? Like am I missing? Some I saw none of it. Yeah. I saw none of it because, like, I mean, I, and I said it before, they like they looked energized, like they looked like very like they excited to be there, play yeah. for one another, were confident in the game plan, the way they executed in the first half too, especially like right out the gate. Like I know they had their turnover troubles and all, but hey, man, they were like, because oh. you know how it is, the first two plays are set, like they were locked in, was like, yeah, we're getting these plays off, we're executing. They 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 had a whole different, they had a vibe to them today that I loved. It was fun to watch. Can we hammer the broadcast for a minute? Because I'm getting annoyed by this stuff. Today was a really annoying broadcast, okay? You listen, you, you listen to games still? Oh, yeah, dude. I, yeah, I don't have my I, 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 I can't. I really can't. I don't like it. Okay. So I only like it. I like wish it could just – I, I really don't. Like, I, I like this for certain games if, the, if it's broadcasters I like and no. Um, but, like – yeah, like Nick, exactly. Shout out Nick Pa. But sometimes I can't, especially with Creighton games, it's hard because I know know the guys, like, and I know, like, I have my own. Like, I talk to Mac, I talk to coaches and stuff. So, like, yeah, I, I don't want to hear what broadcasters talk to them before the game. I don't, I don't really care much for that. So, I like muting it. I wish there was, like, I could just hear the straight crowd noise. I wish there was that. I'd put that in Ooh, my headset. That'd be fun. I wish that was the thing because yeah. then you could feel the arena. That's really all I care about. I mute it. Sorry. All right. Yeah. So I start this. I'm starting this like off because like the thing that was kind of like, and this is like a bigger thing. Like some of these like older broadcasters, like they kind of, you know, throw a bunch of backhanded compliments or even like just straight up trash analytics. Like they just don't, you know, they just wish the game was more simplified, like back in the day or whatever, or, or I don't know what they want. I don't get, I don't know what the agenda is. But it's obvious they don't, like, study the data going in as much as they just ask the coaches, like, 
you know, what are you about? And then they talk, then they run down the roster and that's like where they form their little tear up talking points and narratives and things like that. But the whole like first half and most of that game, first of all, did Ryan Kalkbrenner get mentioned one fucking time as the defensive player of the year? I swear to God, I didn't hear it once. And when he why? locked up and you know why can we go going in there? They can't score over the man. And you don't oh, even wait. just say it like, oh, that's the defensive player of the year doing his thing. Like, not even one time. I don't think that I, I, I might be wrong. If I'm wrong, fine. But I'm going to go back and rewatch this thing tonight. And I swear I'm going to look for it because I did not. I don't remember hearing it on the live watch where they mentioned just once that this man won defensive player of the year. He was so, altering shots. He was like out on the three point line making dudes miss. Like, did not talk about it one time. I swear it didn't even get mentioned. Like, if you didn't know he was the DPOI, you wouldn't have found out in this game. And then the other part of it is, the other part of that is the whole first half, they were talking about Marquette's defense. And, like, and that offensively they were just, like, kind of in a rut and they weren't, like, hitting shots and they were just making mistakes. And I'm like, if you guys would just study for a second, just one little, like, second, you'd know that Marquette was playing the number one defense in the Big East today. Like, that's not Marquette. That's Creighton that's the top defense in the league. That's Creighton that's the hardest team to score on. That's Creighton that's the hardest team to score inside the arc on. That's Creighton that's the hardest team to score at the rim on. Like, why wasn't that talked about? Like, every time Marquette would go through a rut offensively, it's one of those things where it's just like, oh, you know, they just made some mistakes or there's a little bit rushed or they just didn't hit this shot here. It's like, hello, that's Creighton's style of game being deployed out here. Walking the ball up, making it harder to score. That's Creighton's identity this year. Why are you not talking about that? It blows me, blows me away. I don't so know why this I wasn't mentioned. Now I'm even more happy that I did not tune into that because I that would have been pissed. Here's where – so what you just said triggered me because I don't know if you saw it, but Creighton fans, like, listen, like, I was like, who does this guy think he is? Like, the Providence game before – Again, no volume as I'm watching it. Mm-hmm. But Manaya gets the big block at the end like, of that game. He did, huh? Did you hear what he mouthed to the team? Did you see it? Because I, like, watched uh, it 15 times. No, I didn't. What do you do? What do you say? Mm-hmm. So I'll give it to you because I watched it, like, 15 times to break it down. Okay. He mouthed, I'm D-Y-O-P. So deep defensive year of the player. DP, sorry, whatever. <laughs> I'm messing. You. I'm messing up the syllables now or Love letters. It. Shit, sorry. Yeah. But yeah, acronym. acronym, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it's not that's what, I what he. It. I'm basically he said I'm defensive player of the year to his team because oh, he got right. he got one cute little block in Madison Square Garden. I, but Providence fans were on it too. Like it, he made on huge, it. Huge. They were that's all the over. Like, he made some huge plays on the stretch for sure. Um, like he arguably saved the game with those plays. But, but wa- watching today's game, watching you tell me who the defensive like player of the Yeah, that's what I mean. Tell me who it is. That's a, we're on the same page with it. That's what I'm saying. Tell me, watch that game and tell me he's not defensive player of the year. You can't. You cannot do that. The like, second half, yeah, he he guarded one through five. I count like I had it. One, he guarded one through five in the second half at at every point. And I was like, yeah, no, he's – and he, like – I was expecting, too, because you talk about coming in there tight, loose, how how you're feeling. 
I was expecting him, like, he just got a defensive player of the year put on him. Like, obviously, Marquette's coming at him. Yeah. So, like, they're going to – They, I was like, they're going to come at him. And I was like, I don't know. I don't know how – is he – how is he going to respond to that? I, I, I mean, I, I'm obviously – I don't know him like that. So, I'm like, I don't know how he'll respond. Yeah, he responded today. Like, yeah. that was – that was a huge. That was a huge performance for someone who just gets like a player of the year to go then have to play in Madison Square Garden mm-hmm. with that like target on your back and to play like that, man. Because right, because that last year that was him. You know what I mean? He was he was the deer in the headlights freshman. I don't think he played well in the NCAA tournament at all. Like that's what I was. I was expecting a little of that today, and I didn't see it, and that's crazy. Mm-mm. Like I think see? This team, I think this team I'm glad we're on the same page with them. They're really comfortable in their own skin, I think. And I think that's that's a powerful thing, I think, because it, just relaxing but just doing your thing, like, can help you through this. You know what I mean? Because I've seen a lot of teams get really tight and start to do things out of character. And it's like, that's not how you got to this point. What are you trying that stuff for? You know what I mean? Like, you're, yeah. you're, you're sabotaging yourself with this, you know, with stuff you've never done all year. They're trying to do it now. And like it just, you know, it's snowball, it's like a snowball effect. But like they just didn't look shook today at all. None of them. It's crazy. Trey was really under didn't. a lot of pressure today. And he turned the ball over some today. He got a shot blocked some today. Just kept coming back. Next possession, next possession, next possession. It's crazy their bounce back. Their bounce back is insane. What a game. Yeah. Should we preview Providence a little bit? Oh, wait, I guess we have more questions. Sorry. Yeah. No, we went on a tangent with that question, but I thought it was. It, I think we needed to go on that tangent. That was that that needed to happen. So whatever uh, question led to that, appreciate you. Yeah, Trey Alexander's turnaround jumpers are incredible. Tough to stop. Not a question, just a point worth pointing out. That's from Joseph Father, our boy from UNMC. Um, yeah, Trey's nasty with that. Trey's nasty with that. That's gonna be like a go-to for him. Because honestly, he's really always really good at like the whole point of it is like he's so good at getting to his right hand somehow. He was trying to take it away, but he's, like, really good at just, like, crossing over, going behind the back, whatever it is, getting to his right hand somehow, some way. And, you know, then once he gets downhill, like, he can set that up nicely. It's a, it's he a, also it's has, a money play for him. I think what's super impressive to me about him is especially when he gets downhill, his ability, like, because that, like, stop on a dime that he was talking about just, like, in the comment like or in the question, comment, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has really good control. And I talked about his body control before and his ability yeah. to finish with both hands. Right. But he also is, like, really good at just, like, it's a very tough skill to, like, be going full speed, gather yourself in the paint, and be able to stop on two feet and make a play. Like, I know it sounds simple, but it really is a difficult thing to do, and he's kind of shown that he's mastered it now. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm all here for the Trey Alexander pull-ups. <laughs> keep keep them coming years years on down the road. Uh, Ryan Hawkins, Ethan Rocky clone. This is just a joke though, but yeah. So if you you had the game on mute, so uh, Jim Jackson, who's like the number one like analyst or whatever, you know what I mean? Like their Fox's go to guy. He's like, you know who you know who Ryan Hawkins reminds me of a little bit here is like Ethan Rag Rag Rock Raggy Raggy. And I'm just like, what the fuck. He he said the name like that. He fucked it up like like bad. First like of that. all, yeah, that's beside the point though. I don't care. Oh, but, but it's like how what 
you got to watch like Hawk for like 10 seconds to realize he's nothing like Ethan. It's just, like, I think it's just the, you know what I think it was? I thought about this a lot when I was driving home from work because I saw the comment. It was crazy. Dude. Yo, what I think it is though, it's just the shot, the release, their effortless release, the catch and release is like, that's the only thing I think is similar. It's not even the same jumper. They have very different jumpers. That's what I'm saying. There's nothing. But they have very different, but no, it's the catch and release being so the off the I ground swear. to the point of the, yeah, the I point. swear. It's like, because when I watched him today, like the, the, Three he hit like to kind of put the game away, like yeah. that game that three that was very like at the top of the key that was very rocky yes in in just like the quickness of it and how and how fast he goes from like Florida yeah but but like dude you could also say the same thing about Mitch Ballack like you're like okay we can make exactly like, it's it's Thank like you. the same it's yeah. like the same like. I don't know. It's like the I same mean, he release. He's just got a quick release. That's it. Like, he's just got a quick release. That's what that. you're. That's what you're seeing. You don't gotta like, like that's say, it. Oh, yeah. you know, he's a lot like Ethan Rocky. Like, no, he's not. That's not. That's a they're all. They're all. They're all of them. Mitch, Rocky, Hawk. They're all very different players. Like, it's yeah. not even close. Sorry, the clone is not even a. You can't even use that word anywhere around them. Similar is the only thing you can say in the release time. It was funny because he dropped that comp and like two possessions later, Hawk. Uh, Caught the ball in the corner, shock faked his defender in the air, then drove baseline and hit a reverse yeah. layup. Hit like, a reverse yeah. layup. Remember how many times yeah. he did that in his career, like 40 or so? Like it's like it's like you could pick yeah. you could pick that play and be like, oh, he's a Doug clone. And it's like, really? Really? That's that's what we're doing now. We're just comparing. Yeah. We're doing you know, comparison is the thief of joy. Stop. Let's let's this oh, he, he did it later in the game too. You know who you compared uh Alice O'Connell to? Just hold up oh, a God. minute before you answer. Try to think who you think he would compare him to. Like, remember our joke about like Google stock? Remember when we were doing? Yeah. Like, who do you think? Did he say? Like, was it an M- was it an NBA player? Yeah. So think of an NBA player. Oh. God. Like, and don't tell like, me if he said fucking Grayson Allen, I'm about to lose my mind. I thought that's where he was going at first, but he did not say Grayson Allen. He said someone else. Is that close? Uh, think yeah. If you think athleticism and shooting, yeah, it's it's kind of close. Don't like a pack. Was, don't tell me said Pat like, Connaughton. No, you're on the you're yeah. on track though. I feel I'm like in the wheelhouse. I feel like you're wheelhouse. gonna say it, which is <laughs> it's annoying that you're gonna say it. Oh, is he gonna say? Did you say fucking Alex Caruso? No, still you're on. Oh. You said oh. Tyler Hero. Oh my gosh, that's like, hilarious. You know what I mean? Like you're not even trying to. Talk he about said that because the the like, he, he just said talking. that he just said that because they both because Alex got hella followers on the ground. That's why he said that. <laughs> he said that because Alex Loki famous on the ground. Come on, it's just like these player comps drive me crazy because it's all the player comps are awful. We should stop. Yeah. We should like we should we should say we should make a player comp thing. Like don't not it's not a look alike. Should we it's have like a game have like a comparison where it's like worst worst player comps throughout the year? We just like have clips of people. Making awful player. Concept. I think we should. I think yeah. we should. Because, like, the Marcus Fred Van Vliet is still like one of my favorite yeah. ones. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? And, or Marcus Jason Kidd or mm-hmm. Marcus, like, and I'm Zagorowski. Like, I'm like, yeah. Like, if Nemhard, if Nemhard keeps like the hair, like, like the fro going, you know, like he's going to yep. get like a Sharif Cooper type of. Oh, for option. sure. He's got like a mad fro game and then he's like playmaker. It's like he'll get the Sharif Cooper thing. Like, and they'll be they'll be like court vision of a lamello ball. You'll be like, why? Because <laughs> they have the same fucking hair. Like, what are you saying? Like, 
Oh, yeah, core vision of LaMelo. Look at his sneaky athleticism like a LaMelo ball plays the dunk from DePaul. It's like, bro, did you watch the game? <laughs> I can't wait. It's going to be crazy. So funny. Yeah, we should do that. We should, like, create a Twitter account with, like, just the – it's just – it's nothing but – Ridiculous player comps. But, yeah, just no-context player comp. I'm with this. I think that's it. That's all we have for questions. We preview Providence Creighton. Round two. Um, I think we should. Yeah, no, we're going to. That was, was a rhetorical question. Thanks for supporting it, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I feel like we're, we're here now. We're here. <laughs> uh, you, I don't know if you watched Providence Butler at all today, but it's again. Like, I oh, I just – I told you. I heard – How they won this game. Al, Dur- Al, Al Durham hit a three from the corner. To put, I thought. Yeah, Providence was down one. It put him up two. Um, I think that's what I did, right? Yeah. Just, he hadn't hit a three since January 30th, bro. <laughs> like, come on. Dude hasn't hit a that's three since it's January like, 30th, and he hits the game winner from the corner? Are you kidding me? That's where I, I felt for Butler. I with this stuff. Like, how long are they going to keep doing this? I felt for Butler today, man. I Butler did. scored at the end to, like, cut it to two or whatever, and then they were heating up the inbounds pass. And Providence threw this stupid thing in, and three different Butler players like had a hand on it, and it got. And you know what it resulted in? A three-on-zero breakaway dunk for Providence. Like, come on! Like, who sold their soul to the devil? Like, what's going on here? This shit's I don't know out what, of control. I don't know what deal Providence made. It's crazy with, with the basketball gods this year. <laughs> I don't. I don't know where Providence and the basketball gods. But at the end of the game. All I could think was like, because even when they were getting calls, I was like, dog, if they weren't the number one seed in this shit, I don't think they would get those calls. Like, I really (laughs) didn't. And where was like, Butler, like, I felt for Butler because when Al Durham hit the three, you know me, obviously big scout team guy. And I'm like, they were in scout team all week. Like if this, if there can be a guy to take a three at this point in the game, leave him open. That's just who they had cares? Golden on the dude. Yeah, yeah. Was sitting in the paint. That's why I, I feel. Just threw it out to him, and Golden just sprints out to like have a little bit of a close, and he smashes it. It's like that's why I, I feel for a month. I feel he for in a month. He went February over, and the dude March comes around, and they hits a game winner. It's like come it's on like, for real. He went to New York to hit one three. Watch, watch <laughs> one three. Like I promise you, he yeah. won't make no more threes the whole tournament. Like all tournament, he's just not even. That, I don't. I really don't think so. Yeah. Unless that. Unless they're like, yeah, no, we want to run him off as a shooter tomorrow, which I would gladly be very okay with. Like I'm <laughs> here for that, but I don't think they're doing that. I just think like they're either getting absolutely housed by Creighton tomorrow, or some 12, 13 seed is going to cook them silly in the tournament. It's they're they're not going to stay this lucky. That's definitely it just can't happen. Obviously, they're going to get cooked in the tournament. They're going to get cooked in the tournament. Don't worry. You watch some 13 seed just drop like 15 threes on them and like blow them out of the water. They're going to lose to like they're going to lose to like a. It's going to be like a UNC Asheville or like a, (laughs) or or like a Richmond or like who is that? What's what's Bryant going to be seeded? What's that dude that dropped like four? Oh, Bryant! Oh my! What's my guy's name? I just had a whole. I just like did a whole Peter deep dive. Peter Kiss, right? Isn't that his name? Yeah, Peter that? Kiss. Yeah. I just would. I did a whole deep dive on their team. Yeah. yeah. Did you see that game? By the way, I we've yes. been on it. We have some 
I got some Bryant grads. I turned in my it off office. before the fight. I turned it off before the fight because it was a blowout. But yeah. Oh, do you, do you, can I give you the lowdown on the fight? It was wild. Absolutely. Did you that's hear about it? That's your area. I was, yeah, no, because I know, I know, I I have, I have, I have grads from my school who went there. I, I mean, I from my you. school, from my job who went there, and so they were saying what happened was the student section. So poor design. The student section was the whole bleachers behind mm-hmm. both home and away teams, yeah. right? But so you got drunk college Bryant student section back of the Wagner team. Mm-hmm. And so like with four minutes left in that game, they were like taunting, saying stuff, throwing things, being <laughs> like initiating that they were going to storm the court, like saying they were going to storm the court. I, I th- I checked and I was like, this is the first round game, right? You know, it was the first round game. I don't know why they wanted to storm the court. I think oh, the Lakers just wasn't it? Was it the championship? Was I don't think so. I think it was it not? I thought that was the auto bid. Wasn't was it? it? Okay, maybe that's why. Maybe that's why. And that makes sense. But what happened was since the the like Bryant students were throwing stuff on the Wagner fans, the Wag or the Wagner family and actual like players mm-hmm. they got up in rage and some family members got into altercations with the fans that were sitting directly behind them and then when the players saw that their family members were in altercations they were like bump this game right i gotta go i gotta go help my cousin brother sister mother whoever in this fight in the stands right now yeah and so they delayed that game for eight minutes and 35 seconds before they wanted to resume because they had to then tell like the student section, they couldn't storm the court, which is like awful because Bryant university, if you don't know the basketball court, like is on campus. So they just went out and like made a muck after that game. But anyway, like it was, it was awful, but they couldn't storm the court. And then like the Bryant family members were like in like fights with like players. Like there was a whole, the, not only were the fans in fights, but then the parents got involved and it got it, it became a whole ordeal. It was it was bad. So, so that, yeah, no, I would love Bryant. I would love I would love Bryant, the best team in Rhode Island to beat PC in the NCAA tournament. I If that was the draw, I don't care where they play. I will be tuned into that game from start to finish. And if Bryant wins, I will never let Providence College hear the end of that. That's a, that's a promise. That'd be too. That'd be too sweet. <laughs> My cousin went to Providence too. I shouldn't be hating this much, but I just can't believe how like lucky they keep getting. It's driving me crazy. Because normally that stuff normalizes. You know what I mean? Normally it's like, okay, you get a few bounces this way, and then like you hit a three game stretch where it's just like nothing goes right, and it's like, all right, that's the world like correcting itself, you know? But right. Providence is like, Balance. it hasn't happened yet. It's crazy. I'm just like, today was insane. Yeah, reality reality check coming They seriously threw that ball into Butler in a two-point game. They just threw it into him. It's like, here, take it. And then Butler's like, That's oh, right. blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, it's like Alvin's dunk. It's like, what the hell just happened? How did that How did that turn into a dunk for Providence? All that we nonsense. Should be, we, should, we should be playing Butler tomorrow. <laughs> that would have been crazy. So, anyway, it's round two, Creighton Providence, right? You got to figure out. Right. So Nate Watson versus Ryan Kalkbrenner. It's Justin oh, Manaya. Justin Manaya is going to be running around trying to like steal the ball from everybody. Like, I'm deep everyone. Deep yeah. Deep. Yeah. Um, um, t- 
DPOY. I can't. Well, he'll probably, he'll, he has to guard Hawkins then, right? DPOY has to guard Hawk out of the gate, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. If, if, I he's think, not, if he's not on Hawk right away, I'll be like, why are you DPOY? You don't even guard the best offensive player. Absolutely. But I think the thing is, that's where it's like, that's where I think his advantage is, like, as a defender. Like, he guards players like Hawk pretty well, like, guys who can come out, like, yeah. with his skill set. So, I'm interested to see, like, guys you guys and, are and crazy I, off the bounce. Like, you and I, and I know what I'm actually super excited to see because I know Mac has it because I know the playbook. I'm excited because he's and Cooley, who obviously like Mac and Cooley, very good friends. Like that's well documented. Mm-hmm. Mac's gonna pull some pull out pull out some stuff tomorrow out the offensive playbook, all that. And so yeah. I'm interested to see definitely, definitely. I think he'll Cray- definitely. You think, Cray- you think Creighton's gonna go for it tomorrow? Like I think Providence is gonna go for it. I think they're gonna try to win the big. Oh, game. I think Providence definitely going for it. Providence wants it, to prove to everybody that they're the true like Big East champs and they're not left. Mm-hmm. Like they're going, they're trying to win this whole thing. Yeah, is great. Is Creighton gonna try to like? Do they care tomorrow? Oh no, not that much. Not as much as Providence should care. Providence should win tomorrow. Like okay. Providence, so, like, like, like. So how much does that matter? Do, that Creighton. Oh, like, for us, playing with not shit, money? not shit, not shit. To lose to the 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 Duncan Dodgers, that's what I call them. the Duncan. That's what we. You didn't hear that one on the radio. Me and Ron. No. no, the Duncan yeah. Dodgers. Uh, the Duncan Dodgers. You know, yeah. So the Duncan Dodgers, the team that dodges Omaha, Nebraska, at any chance you can. The you Duncan Dodgers, know, like I, they gotta, they gotta, they gotta win this tourney. If they don't, like yeah. I'm on, they're they're getting on full fraud alert. They're 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 on. They're on UConn's wave. Like, they're wow. there. Wow. Yeah. What if they lose to UConn? What if that happens? What happens? Mm. They trade spots or what, what happens there? I think the Battle of the Frauds, UConn versus Providence. I love that one. <laughs> um, Battle of the Frauds. First of all, Xavier's like the biggest fraud. They had a tourney bid. Oh, no. There. Xavier <laughs> is day one. Anyway. Just wait. We, we could get to Biggie's Fraud Awards. We can yeah, get we'll, to we'll, we'll get to it after Selection Sunday. We'll get to that topic. Okay. But yeah, tomorrow I feel like tomorrow is gonna be like a, just a who wins the paint war because I think yeah Hawk is gonna have to post some dudes up and get buckets in there. Uh, Trey and Art are gonna have to finish at the rim. Uh is gonna do his thing. Like I just think that's where the battles gonna be won because I just don't love either team's perimeter shooting. You know what I mean? I just don't like. I think I think both teams have perimeter shooting, but I just don't think either team's going to win the game that way. What do you what what type of difference do you think Kaluma is going to make like tomorrow versus obviously when they didn't have him at Providence? They had him at Providence. Did yeah. they? Yeah. He was healthy for that. Um, right? Yeah, he was. Oh yeah, he was. He was. I'm tripping. Um I think that whole that whole game got me messed up because I'm like No, it's all good. Trying to find I think Al- Alex was on a bad wheel though. That was the first game for his ankle. Yeah, he was, but wasn't it? Uh, it was the first game without Nemhard. I know sure. he played. It was the first game without Nemhard. No. Alex was on the second game with the ankle, and then. Oh no, Kaluma definitely played. I'm tripping because yeah. he played that. He, he played came back. The, he came back to St. John's game. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it was the first game without R two. So. I don't know. I think Trace played a little bit better. He looks more comfortable. So that's going to be a factor. Like, I don't think – I don't think 
Dude, honestly, I don't think Creighton's going to shoot as bad as they did at Providence. I don't think it's possible. I don't either. Like, in the second half, they they, they couldn't hit a shot from anyone. They were, like, hovering around 25% from two, and they were below 20% from three. That's not – they're not shooting like that again. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just going to be a paint war. I think who can who can, who can can defend the paint better? Like, is Nate Watson going to get Kaufman or in foul trouble finally and, and then just go to work? Um, or is the reverse going to happen? Is Creighton going to get a bunch of offensive boards like they do? Um, are they going to find – are they going to post Kaufman up? Are they going to post Hawkins up? Uh, is Kaluma and Trey going to get downhill to get some – you know, to get to their pull-up game or to get to the all the way to the rim, get to the free throw line, things like that? Um, that's kind of where I think this game is going to be decided. Because I, I just don't – I you know, I don't love the way either team's shooting the ball from three right now, like to say, oh, that's where the game's going to be decided. Like, I think it's going to be decided by who can take care of the ball the best and who can establish, you know, some kind of a consistent interior attack offensively. Because I think that's where both teams prefer to, to pre- prefer to play at their best right now. See, I'm glad you brought that up too because I – I think the point that I'm going to hit on is that they played a very lopsided game at Providence because it was that type of night, like that we were saying. Yeah, AJ Reeves was going off. Yeah, off, off. What do you have? Seven or eight threes? What was it? He was seven, seven for ten from three. He had yeah. more threes than seven. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so that's what I'm saying. So I think it was too lopsided of a game for them to even get anything out of that. Like, what did, what did they learn? What have, what did they learn about Creighton from that game? Nothing. Yeah, Nothing. And yeah. so I think now it's like that we found like some type of new identity. I'm not even saying like we've become a whole new team since then, but I'm just saying that the guys are obviously much more confident and much more subtle with like Trey even just being that point now mm-hmm. to that. I think Providence, unless Providence shoots the three extremely well in the first half, I think Creighton goes into halftime with the lead, which is like Providence, says that's when they're going to start being like look at being like oh my god that's when they're going to start being like oh i don't know is this panic time or whatever you, you, and then you, I see you think the problem is going to have a panic moment tomorrow yeah i think it's going to be a there's a panic moment at some point i don't know if it's going to be a run in the first half it's going to be up at halftime or it's going to be a run in the second half but there's going to be a point where they get to panic time tomorrow i think this creating team is definitely good enough to like force them into the point that it's like oh shit like it's going to be a close game. At least that's what I really do believe. And I think it's going to be close at the end, but I think it's going to force Providence to not like a Butler. Like I know the Butler game was close, but I think it's going to like, we're going to put a run on them at some point. That's going to make them like shook nervous. And then I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see, I don't know. I'm interested to see how they respond. I do think just at some point tomorrow, I'm calling this that they will put a run on them. That's going to scare them. And I'm interested to see how they're going to respond. That will tell me a lot about Providence. Because I think Providence is going to play with an edge tomorrow. Because I, I think that there's a couple things here. One, they're going to have a – I swear they're going to have a crazy home court advantage because their fans are just flocking to MSU this week. Mm. Uh, two, I think they really are, like, pissed off about just the lack of respect they got in individual awards. Like, they didn't get any first-team dudes – um, and then everybody was giving them 
you know, grief about not playing a full 20 game slate and kind of getting mm. swept by Nova and only being only winning the title because they didn't have to play as many games as Nova did. Um, so I think they're out to prove that they're like the legitimate champions of the league this year. Like I think they want it bad. And I think they're going to play with that edge tomorrow and the crowd's going to feed into it. You know what I mean? So it's going to be like a hostile environment. It won't be anything like the dunk, but it's going to be a hostile environment for Creighton. So how, how, however, like as quickly as they can control the emotional part of that, then the game can just play out the way we think it's going to play out in terms of who does what, where, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just, so I, I, I think I only said emotional advantage tomorrow. Well, I think, yeah, height-wise, but I think they're also going in there with a lot to uh, lay out on the line. Like, I think it means more to them, like we were saying. So, we'll see. I'm interested to see how this game goes. I really do think it'll be close down at the end. But Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. All right, well, that's that's a wrap for us for today. Maybe we'll hit you back tomorrow again. Are you free tomorrow? You want to record? Yeah, tomorrow? I'm free all day tomorrow, man. Let's do it. We can do it three days. Yeah, definitely. Let's wrap. Let's let's wrap tomorrow. Okay. So we'll come at you tomorrow after uh, Creighton Providence as well. Um, let's go. Uh, in the meantime, thank you everybody for tuning in. Thanks for listening to our ramblings. Thanks for chiming in with questions and comments. We appreciate it. Um, yeah. Until tomorrow night after Creighton Providence. Thank you for tuning in. This has been your Scurrying the Scrub podcast. Post-game recap, analysis, ramblings, ranting. Whatever you want to call it. But He's let's Jordan go, Jerry. He's Jordan Scurry, the man. I'm Matt DeMarinas. Thank you for tuning in. We'll talk to you tomorrow night.